Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of The Motivation Burrito. I am your host, Melissa, and I am honestly so glad to be back. And not just like for today and for today's episode, I honestly feel like today is the first day that I am starting to feel normal again. And it's been a rough couple of months. Like there's just been so much going on physically, emotionally, mentally, and I've been open and honest about it in my podcast episodes. And I've shared and I've poured my heart out and I've felt the feelings and did all of these things with you guys. And it got glum for a while. And I got to the point where I was just like, I don't know how much longer I can carry this weight and expect my audience to carry the weight with me too. Like it was getting heavy and I was getting tired of putting out these episodes that sounded so sad and just so heavy. Like heavy is really the best word to describe it, you know? And I wanted to provide fun content again. And even if like, it, I mean, granted, it can't always be fun. If you know me by now, you know that the whole point of this podcast is to not always be cheerful and it's it's to provide real life experiences and real life scenarios and show you guys how to get through it and or at least share with my audience how I got through it and maybe that they, they find something in there that they could use or they find a tool or a resource or a method that works for them, or they even just find inspiration to go out into the world and find what works for them and find their way out of the darkness and find their way back into some sort of normalcy again, or at least feeling okay. And so, yeah, this podcast is real. It's as real as it gets. You are witnessing and listening to my experiences firsthand as I go through them. But at what point does it get to be too much? And that's what I was struggling with. Like Mm -hmm. I, I got to the point where it was like, how much of this can people take? When do they get turned off? Because you know, they're like, all right, well, now she's been going through this for like a month and a half and all her episodes are like sad now. It's a season, people. It is a season for lessons. It is a season for grieving. It is a season for so much emotional turmoil. That is what the fall and the winter brings. You know, when you think about the seasons and you think about crops and you think about plants and you think about nature, you're literally witnessing a constant life-death life cycle. Like in the spring, you have the showers, you know, you have rain that waters the plants and waters the, the grass. And by summer, you have flowers and green grass again. But then fall comes and the leaves start changing colors and they fall off the trees. And it's a beautiful process while it happens. Like the leaves turn from green to oranges and reds and yellows and just beautiful, colorful shades. And as they fall, some of them fall in just perfect shape and others fall tattered and broken with holes and just 
scars in them that you could see. And yet each one is beautiful in its own way. So this is really that season for that process, for the process of falling, for the process of changing our colors, for the process of, you know, separating from the branches and just finding our way through the season. And that's where I was. But I still felt so bad about the fact that for the last few weeks, all there was was just not so happy episodes or not even not so happy episodes, but just constant episodes where I was struggling and I didn't have advice to give and I didn't have a way out of it. It was just like you were just watching me go through it and I couldn't provide I couldn't provide anything other than just you living through my experience. And as much as that is a huge part of what I do, at the end of the day, I also want to provide you with a tool or a resource or something that's going to help you grow and something that's going to help you move through your own journey and your own process. Um, so it it was a moment where I, I kind of felt like I was failing. And I, and I felt... I felt, I will be honest, I I skipped over the anxiety the anxiety part. Most of the times when this starts happening to me, I go through the burnout and then from the burnout is the implosion and then from the implosion are the anxiety attacks and then from the anxiety attacks is the depression. And this year, I just feel like I skipped all of that and went straight to the depression. I feel like I imploded. Like I I skipped the burnout and I went straight to implosion. And then from implosion, I skipped the anxiety and and went straight to depression and I wasn't myself. And it was so dark. Like it was so dark there and it is the darkest I've ever felt myself get to in a long time. And I didn't have, I didn't have thoughts of, I won't say I had like thoughts where I wanted to harm myself in any way. But I did have thoughts where I just didn't want to deal anymore, where it was just easier to hide and and be non-existent in a way. And I didn't know what that was going to look like. You know, it was one of those things where it's like, I don't want to leave this earth, but I don't want to be here either. And it was just a weird feeling to be in. It was a weird experience to have. And it was something that I had never felt before. It was in limbo. It, it was just kind of like, I don't want to leave the earth, but I don't want to be here either. I just want to, I, I just, I want to hide. I don't want to be seen. I just want to like, it was, it was, just, it was just weird. Again, I can't describe it. I can't describe the thought process. I can't describe 
fully the feeling. It was just that in between of just that's where I was. That's what I felt. That's what I wanted. Um, and every single day I pushed myself and every single day I tried to show up for my friends. I tried to show up for people. I tried to show up for my audience. I tried to push through the podcast and share what I was going through, but I couldn't share what I was going through because I didn't know how to describe it. And at the time I didn't know what I was going through. (laughs) So when you don't know how to describe it and when you don't know what you're feeling it's hard to say hey guys i'm going through a depression or hey guys i'm going through you know this like it just felt dark and i didn't know why it felt like i was just living and i didn't know why it felt like i was just recording and i didn't know why there was no it didn't make sense to me nothing made sense and so on thursday i think it was thursday i got to the point when was the 14th the 14th might have actually been wednesday um i got to the point where something happened between me and that person that i have been interested in for like the last two months it was wednesday it was wednesday the 14th and it wasn't anything bad it wasn't anything like it, it wasn't anything it wasn't anything bad i'll just say that but basically the word friend became prominent in our conversations and it kind of felt like that is where I'm being kept and it was hard and I was honestly hurt and disappointed because this is a person that I have spent the last almost two months opening up to this is someone who I trust this is someone who I've been vulnerable with and honest with and and I've shared how I felt with them or I felt about them so to hear the word friend being thrown when you're hoping for something more it's just it sucks it sucks on so many levels and you kind of now have to process that too because it's just like all right well i was kind of hoping that this was going in a different direction and again you're in this season where nothing makes sense and you're just like well pack it on to the reasons why i don't want to be here anymore pack it on or tack it on to the reasons why i just want to run and hide where it would be so much easier to run and hide and stay or, or go back to my comfort zone and go back to my old habits and my old behaviors and my old beliefs and go back to the days where it was easier to be, it was just easier to not have emotions, to be almost heartless, to be just rough around the edges, I guess. It was easier to have the walls up than it was to have them 
torn down because when you're torn down you're exposed you are literally exposed for the world to see and i hated that so what made this so hard was that this this person literally tore down my walls they tore down my walls they tapped into into my emotions they tapped into my heart space all for it to end up as friends. And I was like, are you kidding me? Okay. Wow. And I honestly got to the point where I was just like, why bother? Why bother with anyone or anything? Why bother believing in in love? Why bother believing in just this whole process, this whole podcast, this whole being open thing? Why bother? Who the fuck cares? Nobody cares. So those were my feelings going into my podcast on Friday and I was ready to record on Thursday. Actually, I wasn't ready to record on Thursday. That was the problem. I was cutting it close to my recording time on Thursday because I usually record by a certain time. And I was cutting it close to the time that I was supposed to sit down and record. And I was just like, I don't have anything to talk about. I don't have anything to talk about. I don't want to talk any about anything. And I'm just... I'm so drained and I posted on Instagram that I was down to my 1% or I posted like low battery and for the first time in a long time, I gave up being positive and hopeful because I had I had drained and my de- and I had depleted myself to the point where I had nothing left in the tank. I had nothing left to give. Um, and I was just like, I can't do this. I can't, I can't record in this way. And I was like, yep, so we're just not going to record. And then... There was also the fact that I was trying to do my website and I was trying to get that done um, or I was trying to at least start it. I was trying to do one page at a time and my goal was to do one podcast page, the home page, the main page. And if I could get that done for that week, that would be awesome. And I didn't even want to do that. I got so upset that I like started the first paragraph and I was just like, you know what? I don't have any inspiration. I'm cutting this short too. So On Friday, I received a message from my friend Stan. Shout out to Stan again because I I swear sometimes he just seems to get it right and like the timing or his timing is impeccable and I'm just like, dude, like just when I seem to need it, oh, 
before I even get to that, um, I got down to my 1%. This is where I was trying to go. Got down to my 1%, got got down to the lowest energy point that I had been in for a long time. Got down to the point where I was literally about to give up. And I, and I said a prayer that night and I said, God, this is it. This is the last that I got. I have 1%, 1% of faith, 1% of trust, 1% of hope, 1% of energy, 1% of everything left in me. After this, I have nothing. And I'm giving it to you. I was like, I'm giving you my 1% knowing that if this doesn't work, I will have nothing left to give. Knowing that if I, if nothing happens from this, that's all I got. I, and I don't know how to come back from this. And I said, but I'm trusting you anyway. And I'm giving you this 1% in hopes that somehow I get it back or somehow I get recharged. And that's what I did. And then the next morning, Friday, that was when I received a message from my friend Stan. And he had listened to my episode about food, Um, you know, pain and pleasure, uh, talking about food. And he said it was like another great episode and that he's been listening to my podcast, you know, pretty consistently. And in doing so, it made him want to restart his podcast that he hadn't recorded since before COVID or since right at the start of COVID. And I was like, do it. Start that podcast back up again. Like, yo, let's go. And then I asked him what his podcast was. I asked him about it. I asked him for the page, like the Instagram page. I started following it. And I even told him that I will be a guest as often as he needs to until he like finds a new co-host or until he like gets it back up, like whatever he wants, I will be there. And I was like, who says that I can only be part of one podcast? Like I will gladly help you out to get your podcast going again and like, let's go. And then he said to me that I'm a way better motivator than I realize or than I know. And that was what I needed to hear. And that was like the first thing that got my battery going again. That was the start that I needed. And as soon as that happened, I got an idea on how to fix the images and the graphics that I was stuck on the day before with my website. Um, One of my graphics just wasn't working and it wasn't fitting the way I needed it to. And I'm like, oh, I could use this graphic instead. And I switched the graphic and I switched the template and I switched the paragraphs and the format and I found the way to make it aesthetically pleasing. And I figured out how to change the color scheme and the theme because that was another thing that I was struggling with. All of a sudden, everything seemed to flow. Everything seemed to just line up perfectly to where I did half the homepage by the time lunch came around. 
So I had worked on it Friday morning since I had the time. And then I worked on it during my lunch break. And I had two paragraphs done on the homepage by the time lunch was over. And I felt great. And I was like, this was what I needed. Just that small little start and that small little message that what I'm doing is working for someone. All it takes is one person to say, you're motivating me. You're inspiring me. And that's that's it. That's empowering. And then I realized, and I realized this when I was doing my mission statement parts of it. I actually realized it after reading another post that I had wrote on Instagram. And it was a post about how I am not here to heal people. And I wanted to make that clear because I was doing, again, the work on my podcast and I was um, trying to do like the mission statements and stuff. And I'm trying to find the post. So basically, what I said is, I'm not here to heal you. And what I do is I hold space for people to heal themselves. And that's, that in itself is so powerful. And that in itself is where the magic happens because I don't do it for you. I don't hold your hand. I don't sit there and I don't tell you what to do. I basically just witness you, witness you as you do it, witness you as you grow. And so I realized that I feel the most empowered. I feel the most inspired. I most I feel the most motivated when somebody says to me, you inspired me or because of you, I wanted to do this or because of you, I felt ex- in- inspired to express myself in this way. When I hear people say that they express themselves authentically or they felt empowered to express express themselves. I'm like, oh my God, that is amazing. I love that. And so I realized, came to this realization Friday morning that that is when I feel the most empowered. When somebody says that they feel inspired by me. And so I was like, so what drains me? What is it that drains me and what is it that makes me feel so low energetically? And I was like, oh, wait, I got it. Resistance. It's the thing that I've been talking about for like the last two months. Resistance. And... It seemed so simple. It seemed so obvious. And yet it wasn't obvious at the same time. And 
I seriously can't find the post about not being here to heal people. And I am like so annoyed about it. Anyway, I wanted to find the exact words because the exact words were like actually really, really good. That's why I was looking for that post. Um, So what drains me is resistance. The thing that I've been talking about for like the last month and a half on my podcast, the thing that has popped up so very frequently, the thing that I've been going through, that I've been experiencing myself, is the thing that drains me. And here's why I felt so drained. Because it wasn't just me that was resisting. Like I was resisting my emotions. I was resisting my growth. I was resisting letting people in. I was resisting being open and honest and vulnerable. But all of that didn't sink in until it was mirrored back to me in someone else. Mm -hmm. It was somebody that I was talking to. It was somebody that I was having conversations with. I was trying to hold space for them. You know, I mean, again, you, you know that there are people that are going through this just like you, you know, you're not alone in this journey. And I was sitting there and I was holding space and I realized that somebody was reflecting resistance back to me. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I realized again, it was resistance. And I'm like, why is this person? And let me tell you what resistance feels like in another person when it's being reflected back to you. When you're resisting stuff, you know you're pretty much avoiding it. You know your habits. You know how what it, what it looks like to resist something. Right? You know that a lot of the times you'll avoid a conversation or a certain person or a certain action. You'll procrastinate on something or, you know, if there's a situation that you know you have to deal with, but it's emotionally hard or it's going to make you sad or disappointed or hurt in any way, you just don't want to do it, like deal with it. Um, so a lot of the times resistance for me looks like not talking about it or not being open or honest or being open to a certain extent and then cutting myself off, like kind of limiting what I say. And then the worst of it comes through in emotional eating, which I've talked about before. And that's when I really like shove down the emotions and I don't process them and I don't deal with them. So those are the ways that resistance show up for me. But when it's reflected back to you in other people, it shows up differently. It shows up as somebody dodging a question or a statement. It shows up as somebody either like swerving or steering you in another direction when you're talking about something. So like for instance, uh, you're talking about one topic and then they kind of steer it in a different direction to another topic. Or you're talking about something that is happening between you and them, you know, like an experience between you and them or a moment or a memory between you and them. And they kind of are just like, well, something, something, someone else. Like, you know, they'll start talking about someone else or they'll talking about um, just anything other than 
the situation at hand between you and that person. And it's almost like you feel you feel them pushing you away in a sense. And then you're just like, why are you pushing me away? Or are you intentionally trying to push me away? Or is this an avoidance situation? Like you, you feel it. But here's the part about it that sucks the most. You recognize that this person is pushing you away in small ways and you want to know why. And all of a sudden it becomes a battle inside your head as to why is this person pushing me away? Did I do something wrong? Did I say something wrong? Do do they not like me? Do they not want to be my friend anymore? Um, You know, like what did I do? And your mind goes into this whole like overthinking, emotional, dramatic mess of things that you might have did wrong, things that you might have said that offended them. Meanwhile, it's that person that's resisting you and it's that person that's resisting the conversation and it's that person that's resisting the moment. But yet you think it's you because you don't realize that it's resistance. So that's what I was feeling. I'm here trying to help people. I'm here trying to record a podcast and it's not getting the hits that I want. It's not landing the way that I want it. I'm here trying to have conversations with people and they're not getting it and they're pushing me away or they're dodging questions and they're dodging um, conversations. And I'm just like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? And I realized there's all this resistance around me. And here's the thing. I've said this before that your friends, um, your family, the people that you meet that could be potential relationships, people that you meet that could be potential new friendships are all a reflection of where you are in your journey. Or if you're like me, that calls things in based on where you want to be people can be a reflection of that too. So if you ask for a certain lesson, you know, like I've asked for, I've asked for that emotional growth. When I first started this podcast, I knew that I needed to be open and I knew that I needed to be vulnerable in order to set myself apart. I knew that this podcast was going to be about honest experiences and showing people the world through my eyes. And in order to do that, I had to be like, full out about my experiences. I had to tell people the things that I've I've gone through. I had to share stories about my anxiety and my depression. And I knew this was going to be a very difficult journey. And I knew that this was going to be a very difficult podcast. And so I had asked for the lesson in how to be open and honest and vulnerable. And not only that, I asked for a partner who was doing the same or who was already there. And I, and I wanted somebody that had a similar mission to me, you know, that whether it was through podcast or whether it was through their career, like I wanted somebody who had that similar mission of being open and honest, of providing real experiences and and real advice and real time conversations 
And so I found all that. But the, the thing that I realized about people reflecting you is a lot of gurus will tell you that, oh, ask for somebody that is a reflection of your highest self and that, you know, has all the qualities or all the positive qualities that you want and blah, blah, blah. And that's great. But what the universe does or what God does is if that person is going to be a reflection of your good, what people forget is that they're also going to be a reflection of your shadow. So if this person is going to be a reflection of all the things that make you light, you know, all the things that make you the light in the darkness, which is your strength, your resilience, your ability to be open, your ability to be honest and vulnerable and love deeply and to connect emotionally and all of those things that make you hope, that make you light, that make you safe. If you're going to find a person who is going to be all of that, you're also going to find the person who is going to be your shadow, who is going to reflect the hard moments, who's going to reflect that part of the journey where the emotions get too overwhelming, where there's the anxiety or the depression or all your shadow stuff is going to be reflected too. And that's the part of the journey that people forget. That's the part of everything that people forget. People forget the shadow. People forget the darkness. So when it's reflected back to you, my God, does it suck so bad. So think of it like this. When you're working out and you're doing resistance training, right? You're sitting there, you're doing squats with those resistance bands, or you're increasing the resistance. Like if you're doing the bike, right? The um, exercise bike, and you increase the resistance on the exercise bike, you're exerting more energy, right? Like it's taking you a lot more energy. It's taking you a lot more strength. It's taking you a lot more endurance to really push through that workout. So imagine increasing the resistance emotionally and increasing the resistance spiritually and mentally. And by increasing the resistance, I mean, you're not only experiencing your own resistance, but you're experiencing the resistance of someone else. And that's what happened to me. And that's why my battery went from like 80 to one, basically, because I was never at 100%. Let's be honest, I haven't been at 100% the last two months but I was at like 80. So, you know, it just kept draining and draining and draining until I got down to my last percent. And then something happened this weekend. Something else happened. I actually listened to a sermon on Sunday. And if you know me, you know that I'm more spiritual and that I've struggled with my relationship with God and that I've struggled to find my way back and I've struggled to find the balance in some way. 
And yet I found myself listening or just saying, you know what? I've seen this church that they do these watch parties. I see a lot of my friends like this page. And, you know, this this guy looks interesting. And I look at the way he dresses and I look at his energy and I'm like, there's something about him that seems so relatable that I think I just want to see what he's about. And so they went live on Sunday and I I think I was like half an hour late, you know, like they started at, I think it's like, I want to say he started at like 1230 or something like that, or started at one and I got there at 130. I don't remember, but I know I was like half an hour into it. And within the first like minute and a half of this sermon that I'm listening to, I hear him say, the resource is greater than the resistance. And I'm like, wait, what, what, what's that now? What? And he said it again. And he said, the resource is greater than the resistance. And by resource, he means God or for anybody else who listens out there, like I said, God, universe, spirit, however you refer to it. But the resource, God, universe, spirit is greater than the resistance. And I was like, all right, I need to listen to this. Like, let's see what this guy has to say. And he was talking about these moments, like these moments when we resist, these moments where we're in these situations, and this is a time of just grieving and loss, and we're in this season of hardship and difficulty. And it's so easy to want to escape. And he said, not escaping, but embracing what God is doing in this moment. Right? That we fight through the resistance by not escaping, but embracing what God is doing in this moment and understanding that I'm okay either way. And I was like, what is this? This is everything, everything that I needed to hear. <coughs> Excuse me. And I was like, okay, all right, we're getting some stuff. So in every situation, he says, there's three questions we need to ask ourselves. What does it matter? What does it mean? And what shall I choose? And I was like, oh, this is getting good. And he continued by saying, what you do is up to you, but what it means is up to me. And all of these pieces of these puzzles started falling together. And I realized that all these people that are resisting me, all these people that are resisting my message, all these people that are pushing me away, what they do is up to them. But what it means is up to me. How I react in these situations is up to me. And I will say that I had a moment of growth in this scenario, um, in the scenario with the, the guy and the friend situation. Because eight years ago, 
I found myself in a similar situation where the person that I was seeing pretty much ghosted me. And I went on an uncontrollable texting spree. And by uncontrollable, I mean I 100% could have controlled it. But I was so in my head that I literally lost control of myself, lost sight of myself, and went on this texting spree. And I was just like forcing his hand and asking for answers and asking for like demanding answers and demanding to know stuff. You know, like, why did you ghost me? Like, why aren't you talking to me? What did I say? What did I do? You left me in my time of need. Like, all of these things literally went off. But when it happened, this, like, when this situation happened, when the word friend got thrown around, yes, I was disappointed. Yes, I was hurt. Yes, I was completely bummed about the situation. But I paused and I paused and I didn't respond in a negative way. Instead, what I did was I paused and I said, you know what, I'm going to take this opportunity to be honest about the things that I've been holding back on because we can't make an informed decision on anything between us unless we have the facts, unless we have information, unless we have, you know, some type of knowledge. And so I took the moment to just say how I felt, to say the things that I had wanted to say and to be honest about it. And I said, Look, the reason why I didn't tell you all of this is because I didn't want to overwhelm you. You're going through something. I've been going through something, but I'm going to be honest. I struggled with this. And that's what I said. Um, and hold on a second because my family is texting me even though they know better. Um Hold on. Okay. So, so I basically was just honest. I said, this is what I feel. Mm -hmm. And I've been struggling. And so I need to take time for me to just kind of process it all and to just refocus on myself and refocus on my emotions and what I want to do moving forward. So in that moment, there was so much growth because even though I felt like there was still more that needed to be said, even though I felt that resistance, even though I felt like I was being pushed away because maybe there is something more that that person wants to say and they're afraid to say it. Or maybe they they don't have the mental capacity right now to be fully honest. But what they do 
is up to them. What it means and how I react is up to me. And so I chose in that moment to pause and to not react. And I'm proud of myself for that. And then the pastor also said that everything is meaningless until we give it meaning. And even then, it doesn't mean what you think it means, right? How often do we misinterpret a situation because somebody says something and it doesn't mean what we think it means, but because we don't know what it means, because we don't know what their interpretation of it is, we go on and we give it our meaning. And this is where a lot of like those mixed signals and those things get crossed and everything gets lost in translation. And so he says, what it means depends on what we choose. You know, it depends on what we choose to do, how we choose to act um, or how we choose to react or not react. And like I said, I chose to pause. And he finishes off by saying that it's always a mistake to try and determine what something means while you're in a losing season, right? Because that's what we're in right now. Right now, we're in the thick of it. We're in the experience. We're experiencing the loss, the grief, the resistance. We're experiencing the growth, the expansion. We're experiencing like that push-pull. And if we sat there and tried to figure out what it all means right now, we're not going to get anywhere because we can't see the picture. We can't see beyond the surface. We can't see when we're in the middle of resistance. And so for me, giving that 1% to God felt like the best decision that I could have made for myself. And I was, I was starting to get it. After listening to that sermon, I was starting to get how all these pieces are fitting together. And I started to understand that my problem came from trying to determine the meaning behind everything, trying to determine the meaning behind our conversations, trying to determine the meaning behind the resistance, both mine and everybody else's, trying to determine the meaning as to why everything has happened the way it's happened the last month and a half. And I can't do that when I'm in the season. But I was trying to find the meaning in these things. And not only that, I was trying to control the outcome based on what I think it means. Meanwhile, God is trying to tell me that's not what it means. It doesn't mean what you think it means. And I'm trying to show you a different way and you're resisting. And I was like, what? What the hell? And there's one last thing that the pastor said. And then I'm going to go into some steps on how we can push past this. Not based on the sermon, but based on my own personal experience. The last thing that he said was... um. He was talking about one of the apostles, Peter, when he was in jail or when he was imprisoned. And 
you know, he like somehow maintained hope through this whole process. And he and Peter said that I call him Lord. And by him, he means like Jesus or or God. He says, I call him Lord because I do what he says. And I trust God with what I can't control. And when we look at today and when we look at people and how they react now, people call him Lord, but they expect him to do what we say. We expect God to do what we want, to do things our way. And that's not how it works. And I realized that that's what I was doing. I was trying to tell God what to do. So here I am receiving signs and here I am receiving like information and, and, and things. And I'm saying, that's not the sign. That's not what I asked for. That's not what I wanted. I wanted this. I wanted that. And I wanted it to be done this way. Meanwhile, God is like, what the fuck? That's, that's, that's not how this works, sweetheart. Like that's no. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it was an interesting weekend for sure. How do we stop it? Well, first of all, you can't just stop it. You can't stop the resistance. Like you probably could, but it's probably going to take some time before we can fully come to the point where we stop resisting. But how can we move through the resistance to make it easier to get through it faster, to finally get to the point where we can understand the meaning and see the truth and see why it all happened? So the first thing we need to do is stop pushing everyone and everything away. And by that, I mean, stop pushing people away who are there to help you. Stop pushing people away who are holding space for you. Stop pushing people away who want to love you, who want to support you, who want to be there for you. Because these are the people that are going to help you through it. Why? Because they are reflecting to you the stuff that you need to work on. And the more you resist it, the more you delay your healing, the more you delay the work, the more you delay that process. Stop pushing away those people. Let them help you. Let them show you what you're not seeing. And then the stop pushing everything away is stop pushing away the signs. Stop pushing away the moments that come up. Stop pushing away the little hints that the universe gives you. Those are there too for the same reason in that it's reflecting to you what needs to be done in order to heal and move through this faster. And if you keep pushing them away and saying, that's not my sign, bitch, that's your sign. That's your sign. Take it and do the work. Number two, recognize what you are resisting. And this is not going to be easy. And even when you do recognize what you're resisting, you may not want to work on it. And that's okay too, because trust me, I've been there. And sorry, my throat is starting to get dry. So I had to take a little bit of water. Um, Recognize what are you resisting? 
Are you resisting a moment? Are you resisting a person? Are you resisting a thing? And when you recognize what that resistance is, if you're not ready to face it, that's fine. But at least you have the awareness now of what you need to work on. So like, for example, me resisting my emotions. Cool. I may not be able to, I may not be ready to face them all right now. And that's okay. What is the most prominent emotion that I am resisting? What is the one that I'm resisting the most? Take it step by step. If you're resisting love the most, call more love in. If you're resisting your growth, do something every day that's going to take you to the next level. But take it a day at a time. Nobody says that you have to stop resisting right away. Nobody says that you have to jump into anything. Take your time. Which brings me to number three. Trust the process and the timing. This is one that has always been hard for me because I like to rush everything. I am a go, 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 go type of person. So things have to be done on my time, my way, and they have to be done like fast. Everything that I've done in my career, I've always provided quick turnaround times. I've always provided maximum effort and maximum efficiency. That is how I've lived my life in business. And that is what I've come to expect for everything else. And it doesn't work that way. Especially a spiritual journey. It does not work that way. So trust the process and trust the timing. Understand that it's okay to go slow. It is okay to take your time. It is okay to take it day by day. You don't have to rush anything. Nobody says you have to rush anything. But know that it's okay to take your time. And here's the thing. People will wait for you. They will wait for you. The right person is going to wait for you and don't push them away because you feel like them waiting for you is a bad thing or that they deserve better or that they deserve more no when you do that when you push them away when you push someone away because you think that them waiting for you is a bad thing or them waiting for you goes against everything that society tells you society will tell you Don't wait for that person. You deserve better. You deserve somebody who's going to love you now. You deserve somebody who is ready to be with you. Go fuck yourself. And I say that very lovingly, but I also say that because it is destroying. It's, It's destroying certain relationships. It's not destroying all relationships, but it's destroying some relationships that would have made it had those two people taken the time that they needed. But society wants to tell you, oh, you have to rush this or, oh, the right person is going to be ready. You're never ready. There are some people who try to be 
too ready. And those are the people that hold themselves back. So are you telling me that those people don't deserve love and those people deserve, don't deserve relationships because they're not ready or they never believe that they're ready? Those people deserve love too. Those people probably deserve love more than anybody because they've held themselves back for so long. Understand people will wait for you. The right people will wait for you because those are the people who have been through the journey themselves. Those are the people who know what it's like to pause, take the steps back and really do the work. Those are the people who understand what it means to trust the process and trust the timing and trust that sometimes going slow is better. Not everybody can take a leap of faith. Not everybody has 20 seconds of courage. Some people need a little more time. I'm reminded of the Mulan quote, right? If you remember in Mulan, the cartoon one, I haven't seen the live action film yet, Um, but in the Mulan movie, there was a flower on on the tree that hadn't bloomed yet, right? And they kept looking at that flower and she kept asking like why it hadn't bloomed. And at the end of the movie, the flower fell from the tree and that's when Mulan came home and came back to her father. But he had said to her, the flower that blooms in adversity is the most rare and beautiful of all. And I want you to sit with that because again, it goes to the point of some things take a little longer. The most beautiful things are going to take a little longer. Not everything is going to bloom right away. Not everything is going to grow the way vines grow. Not everything is going to grow the way weeds grow. It's not going to happen fast. The most beautiful flowers, the most rare flowers take longer to bloom. So the most beautiful and profound relationships may take a little longer to develop. Love may take a little longer to grow in these scenarios, and that's okay. We need to stop rushing the process. We need to stop rushing the timing. And we need to be okay with letting someone wait for us. We need to be okay with knowing that the right people will wait for you. Don't push them away. Those are going to be the ones that are there with you for life. So it's okay to wait for someone. If you believe that they are worth waiting for, let me be clear about that. Don't be the type of person that just waits for the hell of waiting or because it's like a naive hope. Like if there is genuine hope and there is genuine room for love to grow like you feel it you know it in your heart that love can grow in this space it's okay to wait and once again number three kind of goes in hand in hand with number one right trust the process trust the timing allow people to wait for you 
And if you know that somebody is willing to wait for you, if you know that somebody is with, is willing to stick with you through the process, is willing to stick with you and help you grow and help you bloom and encourage that growth and that expansion, it goes back to number one, stop pushing them away because you're going to stunt your growth when you do that. You're going to cut yourself off from receiving something that is just so amazing and so beautiful. Let things grow where they need to grow. And if somebody is willing to grow with you, if somebody is willing to wait with you, if somebody is willing to support you in that process, don't push them away. And also realize that them, just because they're waiting for you, doesn't mean that they're not doing anything. And I think that's another thing that people have a misconception about, that when you wait for something, you stand back and do nothing. And that's not true at all. Um, Just because I'm waiting for someone doesn't mean that I'm still not doing the work that needs to be done within myself. Because I guarantee you that when something comes up or when I witness something in that person, and again, they're reflecting stuff back at me, I'm going to be like, oh, I need to work on that too. I should probably work on that while I wait for them because when this does happen, I want to be, I want to know that I've resolved that issue. I want to know that I've pushed past that resistance. So just because you're waiting for someone doesn't mean you're not doing the work. It doesn't mean that you have to stop growing. You're growing with that person. You're witnessing their growth and you're growing at the same time. You're growing together. And it's amazing. And it's an amazing process. So waiting for someone does not mean that you stop growing. In fact, you probably end up growing more. So trust the process and trust the timing. And number four, talk it out. A lot of the times when we're feeling these resistances and we're feeling these moments, we're so in our head that we can't sort through the thoughts. Talking it out helps. Grab somebody to be a sounding board or record it on your computer or record it on your phone or journal it out or just talk it, talk to yourself in the mirror, but talk it out. Let the words come out. Let everything flow. And you're going to find that there's either recurring patterns There's recurring emotions. There's a wall that you're hitting still that needs to be broken down. There's a belief in there that wasn't yours. There's something else that somebody said to you that you're just like, wait, what? Like, that's not my thought. Um, And you're going to find what it was that you're resisting. So... Number four helps number two. You see how this all comes together? Isn't it amazing? Talk it out. Find somebody to talk it out with. And if you can't find somebody to talk it out with, look in the mirror, talk it out to yourself, journal it. Find a way to get the words out of your head. And it's in that process 
where the truth will be revealed, where you'll go beneath the surface, where you'll finally figure it out what you've been resisting. And here's the beautiful part of it. When you finally move past all that resistance and you finally move past everything that you've struggled with and you find your way out of this losing season, you find the meaning, right? You finally find what does it mean? And that's where I'm trying to get to. I'm trying to get to what does it mean? But today I'm closer than I was a week ago. Today I'm closer than I was last Wednesday. And that's why I feel better today. And that's why I feel like I'm finally at a place where I'm okay today. So if you have any questions, I would love for you all to reach out for me to me and just let me know if anything in this episode like stuck with you or landed or if you have an awareness of anything that you've been resisting and I'm curious for people's thoughts on this one my website is now live so that was the other thing I actually was able to get my website live after I pushed past all of this resistance and found inspiration again um so go check it out I'm live The website is www.themotivationburrito.com. Check me out on Facebook at The Motivation Burrito Podcast and on Instagram at The Motivation Burrito. Send me a message. I have an email. I have Instagram. You can contact me any of those four ways. And I'm super excited about all that I've accomplished so far. I'm super excited to see where all of this goes and how all of this unfolds. And I'm so so glad to have a day where I feel better again. And if it's possible for me, it's possible for all of you. And start with those four steps. I'm pretty sure that as I go through this process, I'll come up with more steps and more tools, but definitely start with those four. And always remember, don't push people away. That is the main thing in my personal opinion. Stop pushing everyone and everything away. Trust the timing and the process. Know that it's okay to wait. Know that it's okay for people to wait for you. And you don't have to feel like you're burdening them. Like the right people will wait for you to come around. The right people want to see you get better. They want to see you come out of this. They want to see you happy, let them be there for you when that day comes. They're waiting for it because they want to celebrate with you, not because you're a burden to them. It's because they want to celebrate with you. That's the point that they want to get to. They want to get to the point where you could say you did it and they could say, I know, I was with you and I'm so proud of you. That's what they're waiting for. So let those people love you, man, and just trust them. Trust them, trust the process, trust the timing. That's all I have for you guys today. Stay tuned. We actually have another guest coming up soon. I have invited my friend Catherine to join us for a very fun episode on Belief Wars. Um, 
she has a lot to say on this and I've talked about it briefly in one of my other episodes. Um, but she'll be coming on to share her personal experiences with belief wars as well. So we're going to have a nice fun chat around that. And Catherine is my friend who pretty much did all the branding for the motivation burrito. So I'm really excited to have her on and talk a little about talk a little bit about her processes around that as well. Um, so stay tuned for that. That episode will be coming soon, and I'm super t- excited to have her as a guest. And I am looking to line up more guests in the future, so that's why I'm excited that we moved forward with making the website live. And if you want to be a guest on the podcast or you know somebody who should be a guest on my podcast, please let me uh, know because I would be more than happy to have them on. And I will be back on Friday. I love all of you avocados. Thank you for listening. Catch up on some of these older episodes. Catch up on some of my favorites. I will always post them there for you. And check out everything social media related. Website, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Um, Love you all and have a great week.